Hello, I'm Ryan Russell, and welcome to No Place I'd Rather Be, Fast Break Edition. For today's Fast Break episode, we have someone who seems to remember an unconscionable number of minute details. A former team manager throughout the mid-70s who nearly saw some game action while with the team in Poland. And just to give him his rightful recognition, former director of basketball operations, here's Tim McNamara with Coach Smith, Tom Connell, and John Russell. How did you end up at St. John's? Oh, boy. Um, Farm kid from Goodhue. Um, Senior year, start looking around at colleges. Thought I probably wanted to go to a private school. Notre Dame seemed too far away. I found out that St. Mary's and Winona didn't have football. I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to play football, but I wasn't going to go to an all-male school that didn't have football. Um, Then I did some research on St. Thomas, found out it was in St. Paul, and said, nope, not going to the city. So it was almost by default that I uh, saw a brochure about St. John's, and uh, four of us from Goodyear came up on a weekday in December. Classes were out, about a foot and a half of snow. And um, Donnie Gang was our uh, admissions guy that showed us around. I still thank Donnie for that. And um, I just thought this is a really cool place. You know, it was quiet and peaceful. There's nobody around, but it was just serene. Thought this is this is a pretty neat place. So I ended up uh, only place I applied to was accepted. Um, showed up in the campus in the fall of '73, and uh, in the new palestra, still under construction. I thought, well, maybe I could play basketball here. I mean, how good can they be, right? I mean, I'd never I'd never heard of them, and. They got a guard whose name is Sharon. I mean, how, how good can they be, right? So I have these delusions of grandeur, and I I'm, go down the palestra. It was open gym. Guys are shooting around. I'm watching this one guy. He's throwing them in from 30. His name was Joe Hosley. And then there's this other guy dunking with both hands behind his back, behind his head. Terry Booth from Milwaukee. Joe from Chicago. And I said, you know I don't think I'm quite to this level. I wonder if they need a manager. I had a student work uh, award but didn't have a job and was scared to death I was going to end up in the slop line, you know, fate worse than death, right, working in the refectory. And I asked this guy who was handing out basketballs, you know, and he was just a student worker, you know, working for Father Otto. And he said, um, I said, do you think they need a manager? He goes, oh, I don't know. He said, the coach is up in his office. Why don't you go talk to him? And I could see the light was on. This was his old office, you know, with the light looking down in the palestra. So I walk up there and knock on the door and walk in. Elmer Cohorst is sitting there with Smitty. And I introduced myself, <clears throat> told him the situation. I was looking for a work-study ward um, job and wondered if he would have anything as a manager. And he said, well, I, I don't know. So we got John Hartnett was going to be a senior. We got Matt Williams going to be a junior. They've helped us out in the past, but why don't you come to the organizational meeting and let's see how many guys show up and then we can determine from there. So the organizational meeting was held in the classroom. 72 guys show up. After the meeting, he said, I walked up and he goes, 
I think we're going to need you. And that started our relationship uh, 49 years ago. And uh, I had the pleasure of working for Smitty as a manager, trainer. I figured out today, Coach, if I was, you know, had been a little more farsighted, <clears throat> you would have given me the title of Director of Basketball Operations. So that's pretty much what I was doing anyway. Exactly. I was thinking of the that. Title. Yeah. You know, I was, we still got it done. Oh, I, I was thinking of that this morning. And you almost played for me also in Poland, right? Oof. We came dangerously close for me to see the court for the first time. There's no reason you can't, you know, go back and give them that title, right? Absolutely. With back pay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So what were your responsibilities? You mentioned trainer. Mm-hmm. Boy, well, I kind of did everything. Yeah. We, had, we, you know, we had tryouts, you know, 72 guys come and try out. <clears throat> he cut down to 46. You know, he, he had all this new space. He got to fill it up, right? Got two sides of the curtain, you know, so he had, he had the varsity and Elmer had the, the junior varsity. And then Dwayne Olson had the guys <clears throat> on the other side of the curtain. And the curtain would slowly, we'd lower the curtain all the way down. And those guys would be looking underneath <laughs> like this and waving <laughs> to the guys that were on the smooth tartan side. Because these guys were on the on the rough tartan. Yeah, that you was, know. I had that experience. Yeah, you were know right. that life. <laughs> They were they called they were they were self proclaimed the nut squad, and uh, Tom Mahold was on that. Who was my roommate later at St. John's. Jim Lutz, Dave's older brother, was a member of the nut squad. And every once in a while, somebody from the nut squad would play really well, and they get to come around the curtain, or if somebody was hurt or whatever, you know, you kind of pick from the other side of the curtain and bring them, you know, kind of into the promised land. So that was, that was interesting. So it was, you know, the plester was new, as I said, it was still being built. They're putting bleachers together. I remember that. You know, you could hear the impact wrenches going, you know, and all this noise. And guys are running laps. You know, we had an indoor track, you know, a tenth of a mile indoor track. You know, Smitty thought, this is, you know, I've got to die and go into heaven. Look at all this room we've got. And uh, so it was, yeah, it was interesting. You know, John Hartner was a senior. He kind of showed me the ropes and, uh, Matt Williams as a junior, um, they got to go to on the road trip, or at least John Hartnett did uh, um, Marquette and Loyola to start the, the season. I didn't get to, to go as a freshman. But that, that first year, we played at Loyola, at Marquette, at Detroit, and at Creighton. Four Division One opponents that year, all Catholic schools. We almost beat Detroit, and Dick Vitale was coaching them then. I think we lost by four. Gave Creighton a competitive game down there. This was the year that Marquette went to the Final Four, and uh, we, we didn't quite beat them. We didn't. We didn't <laughs> fare quite as well down there. And that that was so. That was my introduction. My first year. Sharon Store, Mike Schneider, Scott Fury were the seniors on that team. kind of wrap up a little bit here with um talk about the impact of your experience um with saint at saint john's but also saint john's basketball and working so closely with coach smith there's a lot there but yeah well obviously that day in september of 1973 when i went up and asked him if he might need a manager and he didn't know come back and see me after the meeting that was uh you know, obviously for me, a life-changing experience. And um, <clears throat> to be fortunate enough to 
be associated with that with that program and with him, um, with with the guys, and I got paid to boot. You know, it, it was just un, unbelievable. Um, I think my work study was like three hundred fifty dollars, but I had to keep reporting hours, and they they capped it at eight hundred. And so Otto said, "You work the hours, you got you got to turn them in." He'd always say, "You you know." You're shorting yourself. I know you're here more than that. So for four years of school, I got $800 a year to do something I would have done for nothing. Um, when we lost at uh, Morris, our last game in the playoffs, I I rode to the game with Jim O'Connell because we were student teaching, so we had we came late. And um, But I rode back. I wanted to ride back on the bus. <clears throat> so I'm sitting up front, and Smitty comes and sits by me and says, um, what would we have to do to keep you here? I said, I, I don't, I, I don't want to lose you. I said, I, I, I can't afford to lose you. And so we talked about, you know, becoming a certified athletic trainer. And, you know, St. John's would pay for my education at St. Cloud had a, had a program for that, for certified athletic training. And I said, well, I guess he goes, well, there's one caveat, you know, is that, <clears throat> you'd have to interview with John because he's the AD and John would actually be your boss. So, okay. So I went and I interviewed with John, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that. It was interesting. You know, what, what, he's, what, what do you do if a good guy get, you know, a great guy gets hurt? You know, what are Schmitz and Norman, they get hurt if they say they can't play. And I said, well, if they say they can't play, they can't play. No, God damn it. They got to play. So I, Walked down to his office and I sounds said, like Coach, I just don't think this is going to work. And, and I'm glad it didn't because I, I might have stayed there. Um, but I basically kind of got forced from the nest as, as a result of that. And it's, it's fortunate that I did. But... Um, I've stayed, close. stayed connected. Yeah. Well, I stayed close to the program. There, you know, some years where I didn't, when I was in Madison, it was a two hour drive up there. So it was kind of, and the games were all at night, even Saturday night, right? We played Saturday nights at seven thirty. you know, so I mean, it was always a, a late night. I, I made a few and it, it was a lot of fun, but then, you know, stayed connected, but then even more, you know, strongly reconnected. And um, it, it's just been, you know, you get to meet, the players when they're when they're players, and then you know, then they, they become alum. But they're they're st- we're still Johnnies, and we're not just Johnnies, but we're Johnny basketball, and that's a it's a really good club to be in. You know, it's something I'm really grateful for. <clears throat> so grateful for him to to give us the opportunity, and grateful for guys like Dave Philp who call right in the middle of a podcast. So I'm glad I'll call you back, Doc. And you know, life lifelong friendships, Tom. I think that that's probably the biggest thing. You know, with with Smitty as a as a mentor and a guide, but but these guys, you know, I mean, you know, it's, this is forty nine years, you know, that we've had these these relationships, and they're they're lifelong, and and they they grow stronger. This this will be my last story. Because um, I think it, it epitomizes what he is and what he what he means to us. We're um, 
it's uh, December 26th, 1975, and we're getting ready to go on that bus trip out west. We're going to play Eastern Montana, Gonzaga, and Boise State. And it's 5.30 in the morning, and I'm at their house because that's where the, the bus was going to pick us up. I don't. I think I left my car, must left my car at your place. But I'm I'm in the I'm in the house, and Aiden the kids are all asleep. Right? Well, there's a note on the um, refrigerator in his inimitable handwriting. Right? Capital letters printed. Right? Like you know his 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 signatory uh, uh, penmanship, and it was uh, you know something about you know make sure you got to take out the garbage. You know, and it, kind of the list of things. But the last two lines was, I love you all. And then the last line was, take care of your mother. And that, those two lines kind of sum up what he's about, what he taught us, um, how, to be, how to be good family men, you know, how to take care of our families. And that, you know, that's what was most important. And, you know, his family shared him with us for all those years. But we got to share and be a part of his family too and, and watch those kids grow up. And, you know, now you see them with kids and grandkids, you know, too. It's just, just amazing. So thanks. Coach. Thank you for joining us. And thanks to Tim McNamara and coach Smith. Fast break episodes are hosted by Tom Connell and John Russett. No place I'd rather be is a Benchwarmers media production in association with TRJ Legacy Media. Until next time, go Johnnies.